We have been reporting a lot over the last few months, year, year arguably, about the single-family housing market. It's just exploded all around the country, but in particular here. But we're beginning to see signs that that's rolling over. Uh, the pending home sales were up 8%, but applications hit an 18-month low. But what's going on with commercial real estate? Because that's the other side of it, multifamily, uh, office buildings, big industrial parks, Brant Brown is the new president and chief operating officer of Westmount Realty, and uh, they've been trading in the real estate market for over three decades. And Brent Brown joins us right now. It's good to have you with us. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. So are, uh, are you seeing any of this kind of rollover in, in your market that's that we're beginning to see some signs of in the single-family market? We definitely are. Uh, you know, I, you know, we're, so at Westmount, we're, you know, we're focused on you know, largely the Sun Belt, although we have a large, you know, presence in the Midwest as well. And you know, today you're you're seeing a lot of interest um, across the property types. Uh, you know, office is is obviously you know being impacted heavily from the work from home phenomena. Industrial is you know, there's a, an enormous amount of investor appetite in it. And then you know the multifamily, as you were indicating on the single family, you know, multifamily is is being impacted heavily, not only based on investor interest, but um, a lot of the you know, CDC moratoriums and, you know, the stoppages and evictions. And so it's right now it's a very, very challenging environment to be a buyer. And you're having to obviously navigate a number of competing forces. But it, right now, everything, you know, normal, for example, here in Dallas, uh, in, in normal years, if, you know, there's normally 15 groups bidding on a deal, you'll see 30 or 40 groups. And the winner is usually somebody that really had to stretch to buy the deal. You know, I, my guess is that industrial properties, given what, what we're seeing in the supply chain and the constrictions there, that this might help industrial properties. I know you've got industrial properties around here in Nashville and Phoenix and Kentucky, a lot of different places. How's that market? Right. Yeah, I mean, industrial is, I mean, it, you just, there are, <laughs> there are five five times the number of buyers, it seems like, to, to chase every every industrial deal. It doesn't matter. Um, in the industrial space, you know, it used to be, you know, how, how tall the building is, how high you could rack things. Uh, right now, you know, we're in the, the light industrial multi-tenant space where, you know, the, the, the height of the building isn't as high. And it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what kind of industrial it is right now. Everything is hot. Everything, you know, most every market, uh, you know, you know, attracts significant interest in every building. And just like my comments earlier on multi, it's it's, you know, the groups that are usually buying today are stretching outside of the, the fundamentals of, of what makes sense. And that just, you know, that makes, you know, if you look at a company like Westmount, who, you know, just always try to stay very disciplined in our process, that makes it very challenging, um, you know, you know, to, to, you know, to lean into a market and compete against people that, you know, have to get money pumped out and have to be able to buy at any price. But, you know, we're facing inflation, presumably at some point and maybe maybe sooner than than the later. Yeah. And and cost of new construction is going up. That's got to make right. existing properties more attractive. Oh, of course. You know, it, it is right now. And, you know, it's um, you know, the, the question is, and, you know, the buzzwords you, you read in the Wall Street Journal and every other publication is it transitory is a temporary um, or is it something that's, you know, we're seeing a permanent trend here. And I think that's what the you know, economists are all trying to figure out is whether or not it's temporary or permanent. But regardless, it's, it's here now and today. And, you know, and it is factoring into if you're a developer, you know, how, how much can you develop at? And as if you're a group like Westmount that buys a stabilized building, um, you know, it, it, 
you're starting to see that gap between build cost and, and what you're buying a stabilized building at really, you know, reduce. And so it just, you know, it just underscores the fact that it's just a very challenging environment to buy, regardless of what kind of product you're looking at and, you know, whether it's a new build or it's yeah. a vintage property. And I would think, I mean, in some cases you might be loath to buy. I, tell me about the office properties right now, post, post COVID. Right. Um, right. I mean, the, the sense was that, that, you know, tenants are going to need smaller footprints, which ought to mean that space opens up. Yeah. You know, look, the, the $64,000 question there is it, just, you know, what, what is truly going to be the long term, you know, long term trend around uh, COVID and work from home. Uh, you know, many smart people, um, smarter than me, uh, seem to think that, you know, COVID will last, you know, the implications from COVID, people working from home will last for, for a while. I mean, years, maybe, maybe forever. Um, other people and, you know, are starting to take notice of the fact that major corporations are now pulling their staffs back to the office, realizing um, the challenges and limitations of, of working remote. So, you know, we often look at office opportunities and say, you, you have a collision of two forces here. You, you have, um, you know, potentially tenants requiring less space, but then at the same time, you also have tenants wanting to space your people more. Whereas, you know, before COVID, you know, you would try to cram as many people into a space as possible. Now it's like, well, distancing, it says, hey, I, yeah, I may may have less people in the office, but I need to spread them out. So yeah. I actually have more of a demand for space. I had, so you have those competing forces. I had really thought about that. So, you know, another thing, and you mentioned it, and, and also I really hadn't thought about, was the moratorium on eviction. So if you have multifamily properties, I don't know, maybe it, maybe it depends on where the properties are, but that's... That has had an impact, hasn't it? Has it, it, it impacted you? It, it has. I mean, look, I mean, as a, as a landlord um, and as a, frankly, as a human being, you, you know, you try to balance, um, you know, operating your property and, 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 and making sure you're serving, you know, your, your residents as, as well as you can. Um, the, the unfortunate reality and challenge of the multifamily space is um, the, the moratoriums were put in place. Um, and certainly early on, there was there wasn't any sort of um, support or aid for landlords. So you know it, it was okay. The government said it was okay for the, for a lot of residents to not pay their their rent, but as a landlord, you didn't have any form of aid to help you navigate you know the situation as well. Now, the, the government finally did in the later innings of, of the situation did start to inject some aid that was administered at the you know state and local levels. But it was really I mean a lot of landlords you know really got beat up for a long time prior to that aid arriving. And so now they've extended the moratorium through July again. And the word is they won't extend it past that, but you know, we'll, we'll see, but it, it certainly has created a challenging dynamic for landlords um, in this market. So you're buying office properties, you're buying multifamily, you're buying industrial, always talked about is buying, but you guys don't buy these to pass along to your children. I mean, you buy right. them to make sure. money and to sell. How do you know when to sell? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, you know, look, look. I mean, all of our deals are structured around the the needs of our investors, and we we you know Westmount capitalizes our deals in a number of different ways. Um, sometimes they're in, you know we have institutional partners, and they're on a fund, and they're you know they're saying, hey, we're going to hold this property five years, and it's and it's more time driven. Um, other deals we do with high net worth family office um, capital, and you know they have a longer horizon. Um, they, you know, it's many, many smart people believe the you know, real way to build wealth in real estate is not buying, selling, buying, selling quickly, but buying and holding for longer periods of time, which is a philosophy we, we tend to adopt. But again, we, we will always customize our investment strategy around, 
you know what what's in the best interest of our investors. Well, but you put together pools, don't? Maybe I don't understand. I thought you put together pools, raised a certain amount of money, go out and you buy some properties, and then at some point that pool liquidates. But are, are you doing one-offs, individual properties? Yes. So um, we we have done our so we do our we do our our investments a number of different ways. Uh, we we do programmatic structures with large institutional investors, and that's kind of what you're you're mentioning, where they'll they'll allocate a large sum of money and say, here, go deploy that that amount of money over a period of time. But most of our deals today are actually done as one-off transactions. Uh, we go out and we find a piece of real estate that we really like and we believe in the value proposition of buying it. And then we'll go out and we'll capitalize it with the right partner. And then, and then that's kind of goes back to the issue of, well, how long do you hold it? Well, it depends on what the in investment goals of that partner is. So where are you looking now? I, I mean, I, I, like I say, you, I, I see you've got properties in, you know, in Arizona and Texas, obviously, Tennessee. Yep. Uh, are these the hot areas? Yeah, yeah, look, large. I mean, look, we're 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 a national real estate firm. Uh, you know, we're you know we have a large concentration in the Midwest. We're, we're we have significant you know focus and interest to to buy more along the Sun Belt. But I think just going back to the the origins as an entrepreneurial firm, um, as founded by Cliff Booth, our, our chairman today, um, we will really go and navigate where the opportunity is. And you know, today we we really believe in the fundamentals of the Sun Belt. You know, kind of running you know Phoenix all the way up through the Carolinas. But at the same time, you know, as you mentioned uh, a couple of different times, you know, we have a large portfolio all through the Midwest because the, the pricing value proposition of those were so attractive at the time we bought them. And they continue to be today. That's nice to have that kind of latitude. Uh, interesting right. market. Interesting market. We'll have to see what, especially that office market. I, I'm interested Absolutely. to see, see what we see a year from now. Brent Brown is the president, <laughs> chief operating officer of Westmount Realty Capital and our guest today. It's good to have you with us. Thank you very much. Have a uh, wonderful uh, holiday weekend. Thanks a lot. For more of our right, conversation with Mr. Brown, go to krld.com slash CEO. I'm David Johnson, News Radio 1080 KRLD.